0: You are listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. I'm your host, Rebecca Rodriguez. I love being a teacher and I never bring work home. I'm here to talk about how you can systematically, effectively, and positively prep your classroom so you two can feel balanced, happy, and in control of your life at school and at home. I am so proud of my link crew students. We have had a rough year. Our link crew is in charge of the ninth grade mentor meetings, but we also run a lot of events on campus to keep our culture and to build relationships. We've had a hard time doing that this year because of COVID. So we recently decided to do a drive-in movie and they planned it. They prepared for it. We were executing it excellently last night. It was a success. I'm so proud of them. One thing I noticed as we were doing this event was it got dark really fast and cold. We're Arizonans. We do not deal well with cold. And so we all had our hoods up. We had blankets on, we had our masks on because we were interacting with people and One of my students wanted to make sure she was getting her credit for being there because it was an event that she was required to be at. And so she had yelled at me from several feet away with all of this on, and I realized I had no idea who she was. I had to walk all the way up to her, look at her eyes to even know who I was talking to. And I just realized how strange people even look to me now without their masks on. This has been a rough year. I think it's been a rough year for everybody, so I'd like you to join me today as I discuss the four things that have really made this school year more difficult and the ways that I have learned to cope with those things to make this year bearable. Yes, this year has been really difficult. I don't even recognize my students. I don't without their masks on, I feel like they look kind of alien to me. And I feel like that there are just things going on that have made morale really low with students, with parents, and with teachers. And I think that this is something that's ongoing. And I I think that there's ways to solve these problems. So I don't know that it's great to over talk about problems. But at the same time, if we don't really acknowledge that it's a problem, then it doesn't get any better either. I was talking to my friend and we were talking about how hard it can be to some sometimes put on that happy face for our students when and, and pretend like everything's just great and dandy when maybe we're really frustrated or really overwhelmed or really tired and that, that act can sometimes make everything seem worse. So as I was pondering that, I really thought about it and I thought, you know what, there really are four horsemen of this year. It's like the apocalypse, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but it's the four horsemen of the 2021 year school year because there's just so many things going on and so many feelings that we're having as teachers, parents, and students. And I think that there's ways that we can address these problems on our own levels. So the first horseman of the apocalypse of 2021 school year is Uncertainty. I have found that this year is just always like I'm walking on eggshells. It's always up in the air, nothing is ever certain. I can plan something, and within 15 minutes, the plan is completely demolished. An example of this is, uh, again, Link Crew, we were supposed to have our orientation for our ninth graders, and it was supposed to be a huge event. I was supposed to meet with my Link Crew leaders for two days before the event, then the the ninth graders were going to come in, they were going to spend a half a day on campus, just themselves, and really get to know, and the original plan was completely out of the window. We knew that going in, going into it. We knew that that, that that was going to be undoable. We ended up with having to make five different plans of all the in-cases, and then literally at the very last minute, none of those plans would work, and we had to come up with an all-new plan on the fly and make it work within a week. It was very uncertain. <laughs> Like I said, I think that that was one of those events that really helped me see that, oh, this is how this year is going to be. Another thing that happened is we started online. We weren't planning on starting online. Then we ended up starting online for four days a week. That eventually got switched to five days a week. And we did that for two, two weeks total. And then we were in person fairly quickly. Uncertainty. Again, it wasn't even sure how we were going to be teaching each day. We um, have an online option in our district. So students can be online or they can be in person. And I've had kids kind of swapping. They'll go, I had one student literally online for one day and then she was back in my classroom. I'd already kind of gotten all of her stuff out of my room because she was going online. I didn't think I was going to see her again. So that you way, know, there's just so many things that are adding uncertainty to each day. Are my kids going to be quarantined? because they're on a sports team that all the kids got quarantined or banned or cheer or whatever it is. Are are all my students even going to be in class? What do I do if they are not here to do this activity? I have to figure something else out. We've had the canceled events where we have planned something and literally the day before it is canceled because we can't do something that way. We have found that this school year has just been very uncertain. For me... I have to roll with that. I don't see any reason in letting that defeat me. I can only control certain things. I can't control whether a student goes online or in person. I can't control what my district does, but I can control me. So when I face these things, like the first horseman of the apocalypse of 2021 school year, uncertainty, I can only control certain things. So for me, I can... I, I have to solve the problem for myself, and so I have turned to a book that I adore. It's called *The Four Agreements* by Don Miguel Ruiz. I have his. I have a link to it in the show notes. If you're interested, it's an amazing book. One of my favorites of all time. Changed my life. And in it, he really goes into these four agreements that you can make to yourself to live a happier, more calm life, because again, we, can, we can't control everything. So we need to learn how to agree to certain things that are only going to help us to achieve the things better that we can. So with this one, I, as I was kind of looking at uncertainty, I really think the first thing we can do isn't necessarily one of the agreements, but it goes along with the agreement. And that is we can show gratitude. So I, I did talk about this. I've talked about this in several episodes, episode six, 17 and 48 the thanksgiving special especially but one thing i've made sure to do is i do complain i complain to get it out because we do need to get it out when these things are so bothersome when it's so tiring when you're so frustrated you can't bottle it up and keep it in you do need to complain either you complain to yourself you put it on a you know a brain dump onto a paper complain to your spouse, you complain to your your team, but only do it once. Do not dwell in that complaint forever and then dwell in gratitude instead. I think it's really important that we do need to emote it. We need to properly digest and think through that emotion that we're feeling if we are feeling angry because things are out of control and we don't know how to solve the problem we're allowed to feel that way and you can and you should really think it through but then don't stay in that space that's making you feel so negative and unproductive and and it's not a great place to be so what we need to do is emote it one time complain once and Then we go to a place of gratitude and think about all the things we can control, what we can do to solve it, how we can be grateful. That's not going to solve our problem, but it's going to help us feel better. We can learn and grow. We get more of what we put out there in the world. So if we're putting out gratitude and we're just trying to stay in a positive mind space, then we can make the best of the situations that we have because we can't change everything. Also, I want to make sure that when you do your one complaint that you never complain down. So I heard this in an excellent podcast. It's called the ignited podcast for firefighters, but he talks about things that are so amazing. His name is Ryan Rodriguez. He's related to me. He's my husband. I love him, but his podcast, he talked about in saving private Ryan and I loved it. This was one of those times where I was like, Oh, my husband is so smart. So he talked about Where they were marching across the field and they were complaining about all the things that were wrong with this mission that they were on. And their leader didn't complain. And they said, well, what do you you think? And he was like, you know, this is our mission. It's fine. And they asked him, well, don't you ever complain? And he said, not to you and it made me really think as he was talking about this because as a firefighter they have rank they have rank so there's the captain who's over the paramedics and the firefighters there's a battalion chief who's over the captains and he was talking about my husband was talking about how we should never complain down the chain you should only complain up so we shouldn't ever be complaining to our students and that's one of those things that can be difficult. Sometimes we want to let them know. I'm not saying that you never let them know when things are bothering you or when you don't need to pretend like everything's fine, but you don't take your complaints to them. You listen to their complaints and then take those complaints up. Never complain down. The the for four agreements come into this because I really think that the that the agreement that he talks about in that book don't, make assumptions applies to uncertainty. Sometimes we assume that nobody knows what they're doing or that we could do it better or that this is the right answer and everybody else is wrong. That is an assumption if you're assuming that your district doesn't care about you or that, you know, parents don't understand or know anything or that a student is just missing work because they are lazy. All of those are assumptions and they're only creating more havoc in the uncertainty. So I really have put that into effect when I'm dealing with all this uncertainty. It means that we're not sure. That's what uncertainty means. So I can't make any assumptions. I can't assume I know what's going on or who's thinking what or what motivations are out there because I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Don't make assumptions is the first agreement. It is the solution to the first apocalypse horseman uncertainty. The second horse of the apocalypse of the 2021 school year is the overwhelm horse. I don't know about you all, but there have been days where I feel so overwhelmed with everything going on, with everything on my plate, with all the things I'm asked to do and, I, and the expectations I have for myself. So some of these things that I think are adding to our feeling of overwhelm would be masks. Masks are really uncomfortable for me. I don't like them. I don't like being the on patrol for kids wearing masks and how they are wearing them and if they're regular masks or not, on top of regular dress coding students, which I'm required and expected to do. They brought that up in a meeting. I'm also teaching while coping myself with all of these things going on. I have kids in my class that have anxiety and that they have low morale, they have angst, they have anger, they have family that they're worried about. I have my administration telling me that I need to call all of my F students. I don't know about you guys. I have more Fs right now than normal. And I think it's partially because kids keep being sent home anytime they have a stomach ache for three days and they're not doing the work at home. Uh, I'm not supposed to let them fail. And I've even been told I need to come up with a plan for those kids to pass. I have a plan for you. Do the work. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, that's the plan is to do the things. I don't know how to not feel overwhelmed with me thinking that I need to come up with 14 plans that are differing for each of those kids when I kind of feel like maybe that's a parent's job is to talk with their kids about how they're going to get their kid to pass. And then they come to me with their plan. And then we can go from there. But I digress. Um, I also am dealing with keeping up an online classroom just in case anything goes wrong, and when students are quarantined, they're supposed to have access to my classroom. Whether or not they're doing that, I don't know uh that's on top of grading, attending all the meetings, being pleasant, being engaging, answering all my emails, answering all the phone calls, doing all the paperwork, planning activities that are fun, engaging educational, won't offend anyone covid friendly that will help students bond, but they must not be near or touching each other and academically sound with some objective that we are working towards. Yeah, do all of that, but don't feel overwhelmed. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I know that that sounds very negative, but I'm trying to point out where we're all at. We are being asked to do more than we've ever been asked to do ever since I've been a teacher. It's a lot, and it's okay to feel like maybe it's too much. However, we can only control ourselves. So again, I look at this and say, okay, well, how can I solve this for me? Because I don't want to be defeated by this. I would like to be able to have a feeling of security and happiness in my life. And I want to go home and be able to have a home life guilt-free, remember? So this is something that I feel I need to solve for myself. And as I was thinking through this again, I realized, oh, This is a boundary issue. So I went back to my drawing board and I realized I haven't kept all of my boundaries the way that I normally would. I'm staying later than I normally would. So I reset my hours and I said, if it doesn't get done by 3.30, maybe it doesn't get done. I get here at six o'clock in the morning. So six to 3.30, I'm working my tail off. But then at 3.30, I'm going to start packing up and it's time to go home. I also make one plan and then that plan has room for adjustments. I don't need to make 40 plans every time I'm going to do something just in case for every situation. I need to make a plan that has room for flexibility and then be flexible. And I need to allow my, myself to fail just a little bit. I need to realize, hmm, normally this would be my level. This is where I'd be acceptable. This is the kind of activity that I would do for this act, for this kind of learning um, objective. But maybe that's not going to work every time. And that's okay. I need to set that boundary with myself that if it doesn't get done, it's okay. And that's hard for me sometimes. Some episodes that I was looking at that I have done that really have helped me in this area would be episode 14, where I talk about self-discipline, episode 11, where I talk about balance and burnout based off of boundaries, and episode 10, where I have some rituals that I do that really helped me. And as I realized that I had gotten away from some of that, as the overwhelm took over, and I, I, I put those boundaries back into my life, I was starting to feel happier again. It was awesome. Then as I was looking at which agreement from the four agreements really went with this, it it was so perfectly clear that be impeccable with your word. And that means that you do what you say and you say what you mean. And as I was thinking about that, it was like I said I would leave by 3.30 and I was here till 3.45 yesterday. I wasn't being impeccable with my word to myself. So that means that, that I need to make that agreement again and I need to do better and I need to make sure that when I sell, tell someone no, I'm not going to buckle and be like, well, maybe I could do it. I don't know. If I say I have time to do it, I better really have time to do it. And I can't complain if I agreed to do something because that would be unfair to the person that I agreed to do it with. Or I need to say, no, I'm sorry. I don't have time to add that into my schedule right now and, and stick to it. We need to be impeccable with our word, and sometimes we're so nice and we're so willing to help that we are not being impeccable because we are, we're agreeing to things that we don't want to do or we can't do or we don't have time for, and we don't always have control of all of these different things that are making us feel overwhelmed, but we can definitely control what we agree to do beyond what we are required to do. And I think that as we go through the year and maybe hopefully things start to get better, that that overwhelm will start to decrease and we'll be able to be more and more impeccable with our word. And that will be something as a habit that will help you feel happier over time. Before we go into the third and the fourth horseman of the apocalyptic 2021 school year, let's do our unpaid sponsorship. Today for our unpaid sponsorship, I'm going to give a shout out to brand new Expo Markers. So today in class, I went to do a conjugation on the board with my students and I grabbed the blue marker and I started to write on the board and it was so dim. It was ridiculous. And I was like trying to turn it, you know what I'm talking about, to maybe get some more out there. I've seen people spin them and they get more out and I was just so Like, I just want my marker to work. And so I got a new one out and I just realized how satisfying it is to have that, like the whole line is filled in and you can do the perfect curvatures on your letters because it just looks so great. And so I just had that thing of, I really love me a brand new, perfectly usable Expo marker. It's still crisp. It's still sharp. It's got full color. So thank you. Expo markers for making an excellent whiteboard marker for me to use. I love them. Thanks. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. The last two horsemen go hand in hand. The first one is not enough support. So the third horseman of the apocalyptic 2021 school year is not enough support. I think we can all agree we we get these meetings where we're told more and more things that we're supposed to do, and we're kind of like, okay, well, what are you going to do to give us more time to do that thing, or how are you going to make this possible? And those solutions are not given to us. And I personally feel like if you're going to ask me to call 14 families, then maybe you need to give me a day off of work (laughs) because I don't know about you. Every time I call home, it takes like an hour to call one family, and so it's really hard for me to agree to call students, because it, it, I feel like it it becomes, you will call them on your free time at, when you should be at home with your family. And that to me is not supportive. Or when they ask me to do certain things, but they're not giving me the materials to do those things. My My administration is actually very good about that this year, that when we need materials, we get what we need. But I have been in in classrooms and I've heard some of my friends talking about that they're asked to do things and they get no materials to do it or they have to have everything online but the students aren't one-to-one. So how do they make sure the students can have those things in in their possession or in their ability to access because they don't have technology? I can see those as problems. One area of support that we're lacking in in our district is there's no subs. So I am subbing on my prep regularly. I don't mind helping out other teachers, but when it's happening two times a week, I'm losing my prep time to babysit somebody else's kids. And it's very frustrating and it it leads to an extra hour where I'm in my mask. I don't get to breathe as much as I want to. I know that that may seem silly, but I just don't like it. I don't like feeling like I've given up my time and maybe I'm not getting that in return because I haven't been absent this school year I feel like we've been asked to go to more and more meetings about all these different things when we were learning about all the new online stuff when we were really just wanting to try and build our our canvas classrooms and start creating the assignments we had to go to meetings about how to do extra stuff on there and that seemed like I don't need to know all the frills I need to get some things done When we are trying to work like normal, at the normal pace when nothing is normal and everything takes more time and there's more to do, there's more kids who are absent, so there's more makeups that you need to fix and accomplish and figure out and make sure you have a plan for, but we're not given anything to accomplish those tasks. We can just feel totally burnt out. I... Had a hard time with this one because I don't have control over the support that someone else gives me. And so when it came down to it, I was really feeling kind of frustrated like, well, how can someone ask me to do something but not give me any way to make that possible? That's a very frustrating feeling for me. And again, oh, the four agreements came in very handy. And I was thinking about them and the agreement don't take. Things personally just shone through brightly for this horseman. And it was like, yeah, this is where I can solve this problem for myself. I'm in charge of me and I get to say how I feel. I don't get to say how anyone else feels or what they do. So I really think that it's time we stop thinking that it's somebody else's responsibility to take care of us and figure out how we're going to take care of ourselves. That can be maybe a bitter pill to swallow where it's like, yeah, administration is supposed to be here for teachers, but at the same time, they're the leader of an entire school. So why would we look at them and be like, well, give me what I need and what I want. We need to make sure that we're, first of all, setting the boundaries and just being clear and impeccable with our word. And when we're feeling overwhelmed and letting them know, this is where I'm at and I'm not going to do that. And not taking it personally when maybe other people don't like those boundaries. They don't like how we've set up our class rules or they don't like how we are not taking late work anymore or all those different things that come up. Don't take it personally. This is our profession. We need to take care of ourselves. We are responsible for ourselves and it's our responsibility. Another thing that we can do is really making sure that we are doing our best and accept where we're at with that. So it's not personal if it's your profession and we are doing your very best. If you're just doing your very best, then that's all, that's what you've got. And if your best is getting the bare minimum that you are required to get done, take attendance, maintain the peace and try and get some curriculum and and relationships built. You're doing an excellent job, and that's that. I have found that when we don't have a support system at my school, my team has been my excellent support system. We actually had a school year where we didn't have a principal for the majority of the school year. We ended up going through three interim principals that year. Our principal resigned. And then we had no principal and then an interim principal. And then one of the district leaders became our leader. And he came in and talked about how his leadership strategy works. And that's all we ever heard from him. So it was a really weird year. And a lot of teachers felt very low. They were very frustrated with how things were going because they didn't receive what they had normally received from administration. My department has talked about this and realized that we have had a great opportunity um, that we've had this great opportunity to work together that we didn't feel that way. We talked about we're all in the same boat and our boat's going pretty smooth. We're just going to stick to our boat and do what we need to do and get our boat to shore. And that's what we did. And it worked. So if you don't have the support system that you want, work to create it. Because remember, it's your responsibility to take care of you. And I have found that the more I give and work with and help and create a relationship with my team, the better we work together and the more support that I receive in return. I have episodes 43, 35, and 31. And I think episode three as well. All about how teams can be built and how you can make sure you're working with your team in the best way possible to create a really great support system. Listen to those ones if that's what you need. And remember, don't take anything personally. It's not about you when it's coming from other people. You are in charge of you. The fourth horseman of the apocalyptic 2021 school year is not enough time. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm running crazy from 6 a.m. to 3.30 or even later, and, and I'm surprised at how I still have work to do every day. I just never have time to get it all done, and I have heard that time is our most valuable commodity, so I'm trying to use my time as wisely as possible. I think that with everything going on, the overwhelm that we're feeling, all the added responsibilities that I've talked about, and and all those things that make us feel so stressed at work, with all those going on, we may feel the need to work longer, stay at work longer, later, got to get it done, don't leave till you're done, or to work faster and maybe make mistakes or not do a great job, or cut corners and give up. Cutting corners where you're just not doing the things that you should really do. You're worried about just getting it ready for the test instead of really working with your students to make sure they understand. Or you're not building relationships because you can't see their faces because of a mask or because they're on a screen. You're not working towards that. That's cutting corners because we don't have time. Grading. We can make grading easier if we spend more prep time on the front end. So if you put it in and you have an easy grader thing, it takes more prep on the front. But if you make less prep on the front, it usually ends up being longer grading time. So either way, we're paying for that thing. Everything we need to grade can either take time on the front or the back end. I know that. That's really tough. And if we're not prepping enough, that can create longer Or Sorry, that can create behavior issues in our classroom. It can create stress on our end because we don't have things ready. When we don't have time, we can't do the best job. We don't get to do the job the way we want to do it. When I was looking at the four agreements, again, it was funny. There was only one left, and the solution became very clear. And the solution was always do your best. And I tend to be a perfectionist and I know that that's a flaw for me but I was really touched reading this chapter because it was talking about that some days your best is just excellent it's just so amazing and it's it's a great day and then some days your best is whew, I got a shower <laughs> and that is your best that day as long as you did your best to be the real you to be genuine, to really try to do your best for yourself, your students, your family. As long as you try to do your best, you can only do what you can with your time. You can't create more time. We're not in control of that. But we can use our time to our best ability. We can do our best with that time. And we can figure out, okay, what are my priorities and how do I make This work so that I am spending time on the most important things. And then, what things am I doing that don't really matter? And how do I make sure that I'm using my time to the best of my abilities? So, that is how we can find a solution to time is really just making sure that we're working on the best and then we go down the list. So, best, good, not so good. And then the worst stuff just gets off the plate entirely. That's how we get our time is really making sure we get our priorities done first. That is talked about in episode thirty-seven. If that's something you want to talk, learn a little bit more about is using your time wisely and really setting priorities to get things done better and quicker. That's a great episode for you. There's no denying it. This year has been quite apocalyptic. We've had a lot going on as teachers. As People, as humans, there's just a lot going on. And as we go throughout the school year, we are going to be hit by these four apocalyptic horsemen. One, uncertainty. Two, that feeling of overwhelm that can just drown us. Three, the lack of support. And four, the lack of time. These could really do us in. We could burn out. We could be done. I've seen a lot of teachers talking about this on, on social media. There's no denying it. So we need to really think about these feelings, these emotions, talk about them, figure out how we can solve them and realize that we are in charge of ourselves and that we really do need to take care of ourselves so that we are ready in this time to to do what we need to do and to take care of us and our families as we go. Remember, there are ways that we can solve these problems. The Four Agreements is a great book to really helped me and it can really help you too. Don't make assumptions. Don't assume other people's motivations based off of what you think you know. Don't take things personally. Nothing else is about you. You are about you. Everyone else is about them, and if you, it's your profession. You can't take things personally. You need to take care of yourself and do what you've gotta do. Make sure you're setting boundaries for yourself as well. We need to be impeccable with our word. We need to say what we mean, and mean what we say, and do the things that we say we're gonna do. That means we set up boundaries and we keep them. And then finally, we just need to make sure we're always doing our best. Our best can be different each day as we go throughout things because that's who we are. We're humans. It's important that we remember that as we go along. My goal with Positively Prep is to help teachers feel balanced, happy, and in control. One great way to do that is to remember that we're in control of ourselves and to make sure that we're living by the four agreements. If we can do that thing, we can be really balanced and really help ourselves and our students and our families in this crazy, horrible time. Thank you for listening to Positively Prepped, a podcast for teachers. Please subscribe and share. It's important to continually focus on balance and improve our practices. That's why I created Positively Prepped, to help teachers to improve themselves, their classrooms and their lives so that they can create an amazing classroom, leave their work there and then go home and live a full life guilt-free. Join me next week as we continue our journey to become Positively Prepped. Remember, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at rebecca.rodriguez. That's Rodriguez with a Q and not a G. Please feel free to shoot me a message to ask any questions. Thanks again for listening. See you here next week.